0: Welcome to Cinema Convos. This is the show where we bring guests in different tastes in film. I'm your host, Yash, and I'm here with our special guest, Julia. And today we are discussing the film La La Land from 2016, which was written and directed by Damien Chazelle, and it stars Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. And before we get started today, I just wanted to issue a quick spoiler warning because we will talk about plot points in the film, so we recommend watching the movie before checking this episode out. And with that, I'd like to ask Julia, um, even though we, we both kind of saw this movie around the same time, I wanted to ask you, what's your first memory or your best memory with this movie?
1: Yeah, so I saw this in 2016, right when it came out in Austin. I think it came out in Austin before like nationwide release. I saw it with my grandmother. Uh, went to the Alamo Draft House, which is a great movie mm-hmm. theater. If you've ever been, <laughs> highly recommend it. I don't really remember seeing too much advertisement for it. I just remember, like, I knew it was a musical. I knew it had Emma Stone wearing Gosling. I was like, okay, I want to see that. That's going to be a movie I'm going to like. And from the first scene with the traffic musical number, like immediately the first few lines of that, like singing, I was like, okay, I'm in love with this movie. I'm going to love this movie. Yeah, I just remember leaving the theater, like, basically crying, like, trying to process what I saw, and then I saw it again a few weeks later with my mom in Houston, and I think I ran into you at yeah, that theater yeah. when I was going to go see it.
0: <laughs> I was actually, I was in the theater to see Passengers, which is not nearly as good of a film, but um, right, yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd already seen La La Land, so I just, that's why I wasn't watching it.
1: Yeah, it's funny we ran into each other, and yeah, you met my mom, I think, so. mm mm-hmm. That was fun. So yeah, I saw it again with her. And it was just, I think I probably loved it even more the second time I saw it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, I also saw this movie when it only had a limited release. I I think I went to the the theater in the Woodlands because it was only playing, that was the nearest theater it was playing at. And me and my friend David went to go see it because we both loved the film Whiplash, which was Damien Chazelle's first film. And this looks completely different from that movie. But I was like, okay, this movie seems interesting. And yeah, that's probably my favorite memory with the movie. I mean, this movie came out four years ago. I've actually seen it probably like six times since then. Yeah, I've seen it years It's like, it's a, it's a lot. Um... It was, it also just blew me away. It's really, we'll get into more of what I loved about the movie. But yeah, it's it's a very conventional musical, but it's also very unconventional in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So it's very unique in that way, I think. I didn't always consider myself a musical fan. I kind of like watched a few over the years and grew to like them. And this is one of the movies that kind of shaped my opinion on musicals. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm, I'm a little of the opposite. I like grew up watching musicals, mm-hmm. like My Fair Lady, Sound of Music cats <laughs> <He's> grown um, <laughs> things like that um, obviously Disney movies um, so mm-hmm. that kind of shaped my childhood and I still love them to this day I also love a lot of the old classic Hollywood movies that they reference in mm-hmm. the movie like Casablanca and Rebel Without a Cause like just those little nods that Maybe I definitely look-
0: tributes old Hollywood a lot in yeah ways.
1: Singing in the Rain is a big one too like All of those, um, like, I love all of those movies. And then every time they reference it in Wildland, it just makes me, I love the movie even more because it just calls back those other movies so well. It came out during, um, like, right after Christmas, if I remember correct, right? Like, right before war season.
0: It was around the the holidays. And then then I remember I was on a winter break when I watched it. and, And by the time January came around, like, the hype had risen immensely. Mm -hmm. everyone was talking about it and many people I knew were disappointed by the movie because of how much hype was just around it Mm -hmm. but I mean yeah I I I, I loved it and recommended it to everyone as soon as I got back Mm -hmm. because it was playing in way more theaters by then
1: are we going to talk about the Oscar moment
0: we'll we'll, we'll get to it okay (laughs) we can't we can't not talk about it right Yeah, so I guess uh, moving on, I would like to ask you, you know, what are some of, you've already mentioned that this movie references like old Hollywood a lot, but I was wondering what are some of your, your favorite aspects of the movie? Like anything really?
1: Well, of course, I think that just the nostalgia part of it, how it, like I said earlier, like it just calls back those old classic Hollywood films, but then I think it's also a very, relatable film, mm-hmm. you know, not all of us live in LA or are aspiring actors or jazz musicians, but I think we can all relate to that falling in love, heartbreak, following your dreams, mm-hmm. um, that kind of part of it. I I especially now, I think you can relate with me also, just that um, watching Mia audition so you know hustle for those jobs and be Mm -hmm. constantly rejected. Like I know that feeling obviously I'm not applying for Mm -hmm. film roles, but um I can really relate to that sentiment of like trying to follow something, trying to do something you're passionate about and constantly being rejected and like questioning like, is this for me? Like it hurts so much to be rejected for something that you love. I think everyone can relate to that. Yeah. there's
0: There's that great moment near the end where she's she's about to quit. Like she's Mm -hmm. she's done and Ryan Gosling says, like, no, you can't quit. This is your dream. You don't give Mm up. And, you know, because of that, you know, the movie goes the direction it does. She and it kind of reminds us that you just need no matter how much rejection you face, like you just need one thing to go right.
1: Because Why? I've been to a million auditions, and the same thing happens every time. Where I get interrupted because someone wants to get a sandwich, or I'm crying and they start laughing, or there's people sitting in the waiting room and they're and they're like me but prettier mm. and better at the because maybe I'm not good enough. Yes, you are. No.
0: No, maybe I'm not. Yes, you are. Maybe I'm not. You are. Maybe I'm not. You are. And that's a, that's a very powerful message for like obviously for actors, but for any profession really you have to put in the work and work your way up and sometimes mm-hmm. it's it's not an easy road
1: yeah I think that moment where that scene that you're talking about when
0: mm-hmm.
1: I remember she's just like I, I can't do that that mm-hmm. will kill me and she just means like just facing putting your heart into it again just to be rejected like I know that feeling I know it mm-hmm. is so hard but you're so right like um even the things that went totally wrong Rewatching the movie you realized like mm-hmm. okay well if she hadn't done her one-act play and Mm -hmm. it was obviously a big failure to her if she hadn't done that then the casting agent wouldn't have been in the audience and then she wouldn't have gotten her big part and Mm -hmm. if you know Sebastian would have not have been in his band, then he wouldn't have had the money to start his own club like it everything kind of happens for a reason and Mm -hmm. I like that messaging from the movie
0: I think the movie has a lot of strong themes about following your dreams, but also the costs that come along the way. I think this is more of an, like, even though the ending is pretty bittersweet, I think this is an optimistic movie. And I think it's very, it, it inspires us to follow your dreams. Yeah, 100%. Um, some of my favorite aspects, when I look at the technical elements, um, this movie is very colorful throughout. And it has a lot of dreamlike imagery that just kind of takes your breath away the first time you watch it. And, you know, it, it's, it's very imaginative. like. You know, obviously they're not floating in a in a planetarium, but it's symbolic of how they feel about each other. And I think there's a lot of things that way, um, in very creative ways. And I just, I just love, I love the first two songs in this movie. Every time I watch it, I, you know, 15 minutes in, I'm like, okay, I'm on board. These songs got me. They woke me up. Like it almost like if you if you go to this movie asleep, you'll be awoken in the beginning. Right. <laughs> this is kind of something I I remember Emma Stone won the Oscar for this movie, and I was like, that's fair. But Over the years, it's you see her performance in this movie and you realize, okay, like she is the standout for sure. She does, you know, just, just that audition song alone probably got her the Oscar like locked in that year.
1: Yeah, I think this movie wouldn't be what it is without Emma Stone. I think she was the breakthrough, the highlight of this movie mm-hmm. 100%. I mean, Ryan Gosling was great,
0: yeah, but um, it's just amazing how often those two are a couple on screen,
1: it's like all the yeah, time. They have- great chemistry and you know I do know like one thing that a lot of people don't like about it like I don't think they have the best singing voices like I mm-hmm. I can agree to that but I mean they it still it still sounds beautiful and they do a good job like they couldn't have done this movie with anyone else other than those two in it I think
0: yeah I remember hearing similar complaints about the singing but for me it's it's fine it all sounds good to me but I'm also not like a like a musical expert. Mm-hmm like yeah. I remember another movie kind of a similar complaint was when um Les Mis came out with Russell Crowe singing and I even I thought that was like it's a, it's not the best but it's all right it's it's not as good I as, as feel like, like we can do
1: a whole another episode about Les Mis yeah and... Les Mis is also
0: it, <laughs> it puts you in a different mood
1: right <laughs> it's, not, it's not
0: this it's not as uplifting as La La Land I guess
1: yeah yeah I mean I I think one thing you mentioned like the dreamlike aspect of it um mm-hmm. I agree. Like I think the shots and color and just it's visually stunning. One of my favorite scenes is when they're dancing with the Hollywood Hills in the background. Um, to, mm.
0: Yeah, yeah the, what a
1: lovely uh, night! I think a lovely, a lovely night. night.
0: Yeah,
1: I looked it up. It's it's a one shot take. They did it in six minutes mm. at what they call magic hour, which is just that like moment right after the sun sets and you know hits mm-hmm. perfectly. They did that in real time, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah it's just it visually it's just it's just beautiful and there's a lot of those like one take shots um throughout mm-hmm. the movie, especially for the musical numbers the opening one I don't think you could not mention that one is amazing The they actually like filmed on a highway they closed it down and yeah. um, I can't imagine trying to like go to work or something and then not being able to because someone was shooting a musical I think
0: I can't imagine <laughs> how many takes that that scene took because they're all right. they're all so in sync and it just flows so well and when you actually like watch it from that lens you're you're just i'm just blown away by how how perfect it looks
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know i noticed you know, one
1: one fun fact or whatever about it that i saw an IMB, imbd um the when you notice the very intro of the movie you have like all the cars you know everyone's like in their own car playing their own music and you Mm -hmm. if you look closely you see that the hoods of their cars have dents on them and -hmm. you can only assume that's from them practicing doing rehearsal on them jumping and like standing on them i thought that was really funny (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: yeah but i mean i guess going back to i guess what my absolute like favorite part of this movie is it's just like it's just the epilogue the ending i think that it just the first time i watched it I was genuinely surprised by it because the tone of the film is pretty light until the last, you know, 10, 15 minutes or so. And it's, it's a surprising ending, but like the way it's executed, how it shows a reality where Sebastian doesn't follow his dream and like everything else is perfect. There's no obstacles in their way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's a really strong message about how when we perceive our dreams we we assume that we'd like it to be that easy but then we realize it's not and I don't know it's just that whole scene is it's something else it's what makes this movie as good as it is for me
1: I agree I think the epilogue is my favorite and the best part of it I would argue with you slightly though that the sadness or like the conflict I think it starts a lot earlier than that um mm-hmm. right after City of Stars um where they sing the duet together I think that's kind of the big shifting mm-hmm. moment of the movie where you kind of see them starting to right fall apart when he misses her play when they break up um
0: mm-hmm.
1: the whole Boise scene I think is what it's called yeah. when,
0: when um, they when they have their fight
1: That's another, like, I think that earned them their Oscar nominations right there as Mm -hmm. well. Of course I wanted you to have a steady job so that you could take care of yourself and your life and you could start your club. Yeah, so I'm doing that. So I don't understand.
0: Like, why aren't we celebrating? Why aren't you starting your club? You said yourself no one wants to go to that club. No one wants to go to a club called Chicken on a Stick. So change the name. Well, no one likes jazz. Not even you.
1: I do like jazz now because of you. And this is what I
0: thought you wanted me to do. What am I supposed to do? Go back to playing Jingle Bells?
1: I'm not saying that. I'm saying Swamping why don't you pennies so take I can start what a club you've made and, no and, and start to the club? To? The people will want to go to it because you're passionate about it and people love what other people are passionate about. You remind people of what not they my experience. Great scene, but yeah, the tone kind of shifts from that moment on and then mm-hmm. it really does build up to that epilogue moment, I think, where you're, yeah. as the audience, I remember watching it the first time and then you know, seeing Mia, like, first of all, the parallel of her being in mm-hmm. the spot of the celebrity in the coffee shop, and um, I thought that was really cool, and then you see her go home, and you expect to see Sebastian there, and then you're like, whoa, like, she yeah. kisses another guy, and it's just this huge, like, wait, what moment? To and it is,
0: is right, <laughs> like time. and then
1: you're right, like, just seeing this what-if scenario, right, like, kind of a alternate reality, Mm -hmm. um just play out before your eyes it's just so it's so beautiful and really like puzzling like you don't really know what's going on is this Mm -hmm. real is this fake like which one is Mm -hmm. it and i think that's kind of the genius of it
0: i like how the score in the epilogue it uses the same beats as like other songs in the movie and it kind of almost captures the same like emotion of those scenes all all packed into this 10 minute epilogue yeah it's something else (laughs) But yeah, mm-hmm. I remember I remember watching it, and I know, I know, you know how the movie is split into seasons, so I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I guess it's winter again, and then it's like, oh, five years later. I'm like, yeah. whoa, that's a long time.
1: Something's I like- love how it does that. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I classify my, like, life in seasons. Also, like, my Spotify playlist, I feel like I'm really weird, but I use um, mm-hmm. I do them by seasons, like, fall, you know, 2020. I have a playlist for that just because it's, like, if you want to be taken back to, like, the – Mood of that time, you kind of like listen to what you're listening to, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I like how it's done in season, but it's also like a metaphor, right? Like in spring, like they meet each other, they you know, and then summer, it's like their love is in full bloom, it's all happy, and then fall, and like it, you know, it like progresses yeah. like, with the, the seasons of for sure, love <laughs> how like cheesy that sounds. Um, but I
0: thing this movie, it, it wasn't so skillfully made, it could have been a cheesy movie very easily, but they they take a lot of the themes pretty seriously. And because of that, I'm able to really connect with this
1: movie. I think you're right. Like, just going back to the epilogue again, I think I, you know, was, like, so drawn to it. And just, I just loved it so much because it was not what you expected, right? For the most part, the movie does kind of follow the classic, like, you know, boy meets mm-hmm. girl. They fall in love. You know, they have a fight. Oh, they get back together and happily ever live after. But then it's not don't. that doesn't happen. Yeah. So it's like kind of just from that point on, it's it just changes into a completely different movie and makes it what it is. You're right. But I think everyone, again, like being in relationships, you can I feel like you have those moments where you're like, those what ifs, like, oh, you imagine like those scenarios, like the perfect case, right? Like, right. Um, if this hadn't happened, then we where would we be? Like, would I be a different person? Where would we live? Like, you know, I think that's what makes it so. Real is that it doesn't always end like that, you don't always get that perfect happy ending. But despite all of that, she's where she is because of it. They're the people they are now, and she's did. De- I mean, it's not like she like they end up like you know alone and unsuccessful, like they do they both have a happy ending, so right? It's like a bittersweet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I really love that moment when, like, just that final moment where like she's leaving. And they, and they just take that moment yeah that mm-hmm. smile uh, I love it that look, like,
0: it's like there's no dialogue but you know what they're saying type oh, of you,
1: you know exactly yeah it's just like it just says so much and it's just so brilliant and I think back to the line of City of Stars when mm-hmm. that voice that says I'll be here and you'll be all right like mm-hmm. I feel like that's what they're thinking like mm-hmm. you're good I'm good thank mm-hmm. you like you know we're good like it's it's okay we're
0: all right I don't know I like it one more one more thing about the epilogue that I kind of discovered after watching the movie again is even in the alternate reality Ryan Gosling doesn't get to pursue his dream of opening his own jazz club but he's still happy which I think shows that you know, a lot of people in life don't get to pursue their dream but they still find happiness and mm-hmm. I think that's a strong message too because you, you can still find happiness in other avenues so I think that's something that's kind of more subtle in that scene
1: Mm -hmm. like he does like he's still like playing the piano like in paris and you know she's Mm -hmm. still dancing like the same again like the parallels like i feel like it just brings back things Mm -hmm. that you've seen before and just makes it like a 10 minute segment like you it Mm -hmm. you're right yeah they're still happy and everything
0: but yeah the the it's funny i just kind of a funny tidbit about that scene i was watching it on youtube and reading through the comments and just one of the comments said so this is all john legend's fault (laughs) because he like brushes him away it's just so funny yeah
1: yeah I will say on on the part of John Legend I first of all I want to commend what him and Chrissy Teigen did with you know social media and just the heartbreak that they're experiencing right now I think that they're an amazing couple and I my heart really goes out to them right now but as far as his role in the movie I didn't love it Mm. um I feel like it was unnecessary I think they could have just put a generic actor in there and had a little bit of a better result to me I didn't like it because the whole movie is very like classic Hollywood kind of like mixing the mm-hmm. modern and vintage but then all of a sudden you see like John Legend and you're like oh my god that's John Legend like you don't think of it as Keith you're like no that's John Legend playing yeah. John Legend mm-hmm.
0: it's hard it's that's hard cool. to see him because he's not he's not an actor he's known for making music so
1: right
0: it's hard to see him um, right
1: It kind of takes you away from the world a little bit, I think, when you see him on screen, you're like, oh, I'm watching Mm -hmm. Ryan Gosling and John Legend's band, you know? I don't know. How are you gonna be a revolutionary
0: if you're such a traditionalist? You're holding on to the past, but jazz is about the
1: future. There weren't really uh, a supporting cast in this movie either, so I think he's kind of the closest thing to a supporting character, and it just- J.K. Simmons
0: has like a a, cameo basically, as like the restaurant owner. At the beginning and the end,
1: right? Yeah, that's true. That's
0: true. But All yeah, right. he. I mean, in terms of the storyline, it's just it's Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone for most of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you like his song, the John Legend the, the Star a Fire" of the, song?
0: Start of fire. I mean, yeah, it's it's not bad. It's it's not like it's not good in the same way the other songs are good. But it's like it's like a generic pop song, which I like. Mm-hmm. I like pop music so yeah <laughs> So that's kind of how i look at it i mean whenever i whenever i go to spotify and cue up songs from this movie i don't really queue up his song i cue up another day of sun or someone in the crowd
1: right the, yeah even, i feel like it'd be a good song by itself but yeah. yeah i just don't i but I, I guess that's the intention also right like you're supposed think, to kind of find him annoying in the movie right i think i think
0: the i think his character is in there for that reason
1: mm-hmm.
0: the, you know it's 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 the song is supposed to not feel like the rest because of the way mm-hmm. the direction the story is going yeah. So I've like Ryan Gosling doesn't like that type of music. They make that pretty clear. He's doing it to make money to like save for his his club. I mean, I don't dislike it, but I don't really like. I. It's kind of part of the movie. It's just. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I agree.
1: And what do you think about the name of it, La Land what do you think that means?
0: Ooh, that's 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 an interesting question because I mean I think obviously there's a tie to like Los Angeles,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but also the t- it's it's kind of goes with how this movie is about pursuing your dreams, and the term la la land" just makes me think of like a dreamlike state I don't
1: know, yeah, no, I agree, I think it's kind of like calls back the magic moments of it, right, like the mm-hmm. make believe like them dancing in Griffith's Observatory, mm-hmm. and the ending segments like no, this isn't real, it's la la land mm-hmm. like I think I yeah. love the the name, the title yeah. of the movie.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a clever title. And it also, you know, really didn't give away anything about what the movie's about before it came out, which was nice. Mm-hmm. It's true. We we've talked about how, you know, this movie is essentially carried by Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. You know, are you are you a fan of any of their other work that stands out to you outside of this movie? Just out of curiosity.
1: Um, I mean, I I think that they're both great actors. I've loved I want, I want to be, like, best friends with Emma Stone. I feel like we would get along really well. Yeah, Emma Stone um, seems really cool. Yeah, she just seems, like, I feel like in every movie, there's still an aspect, like, that's just kind of her personality in it a little bit and all the roles yeah. that she plays. Um, I can't think of anything specific. I will give an unpopular opinion. I'm not the biggest fan of The Notebook, so I don't. It's
0: it's all right. I just watched it not too long ago when I was like, this is fine.
1: Yeah, I don't know overhyped um that's i think what ryan gosling is most known for other than this maybe i remember him and remember the titans that's where mm. i think i first saw him moving with he him he was but...
0: totally a liability to the team for one game
1: yeah right <laughs> yeah. i um i remember seeing the favorite with you recently yeah, that, was, had emma stone. That, that was yeah. weird
0: yeah that was a strange film but emma yeah. stone was good in that movie it was it was a very different from her other roles she's taken on
1: yeah, no, I think, I think they're both great. I like Easy A, Emma Stone.
0: Um, mm-hmm. I think Easy A is the movie that like made Emma Stone a star.
1: Yeah, I think so. Hey, Anson. Hey. I just realized the funniest thing. My name is an anagram for I love.
0: What's a, what's an anagram?
1: Look it up, big boy.
0: And then this movie, her Oscar win kind of put her in a, in a new league.
1: What was her what movies have she been in recently? I can't I mean it's 2020 so like my brain is
0: uh, so I'm I'm looking at the filmography right now. Um Zombieland Double Tap which was fun. The favorite was actually probably the most recent that's like a full feature film besides Zombieland.
1: She was nominated for Birdman 2, right? That was her first Oscar nomination.
0: Yeah, I think so. She was really good in that film too. Yeah. Um yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I think they're both great actors. I like
0: them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ryan Gosling, he has he has been in a few movies outside of The Notebook that are actually like show his acting talent. He was actually in First Man, which is Damien Chazelle's third film, about really Neil Armstrong. Either. It it's good. It's not as good as Whiplash and La La Land, but it's it's a very very good movie.
1: Justin Hurwitz, is that his is that how you say his name or, yeah
0: that's the guy who did the score of
1: this film yeah did he do the score for, he did it for first man 2 right
0: mm-hmm. yeah, he, yeah he did a score for that film as well and yeah i think a really good score.
1: i think he needs a definite shout out i don't think this movie would be nearly what it is also without his mm-hmm. brilliant brilliant score
0: mm-hmm. the score is the score i mean the epilogue is as great as it is because of the score
1: mm-hmm. it just, so it's it kind of like that up uh, um, you know, like the no dialogue, just music. I think mean, it kind of feels like that. But yeah, I love the music. And yeah, he won an Oscar, right? For
0: yeah, I won Best Achievement in Score. Should've. Okay, I guess we can talk about the the whole Best Picture situation. That's all in our minds. So yeah, we were we were both we watched the Oscars together this year, I think. Yeah.
1: Right? And yeah.
0: I thought Lawland La was gonna win and then it did win and then it didn't. It was just <laughs> right. it was a mess. Um, yeah. I think do did we watch
1: I I think we watched the Golden Globes also maybe. And I, they won everything, right? And the yeah, Golden La La Globes La they swept, like
0: swept. Swept. It actually it's I think it set a record. It won seven Golden Globes out of seven categories.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that Oscar, um Definitely very memorable. Um, I recently listened to a podcast with um, Jimmy Kimmel, mm. and I I love him so much. But I think him talking about it now is hilarious because he's like, it felt like a prank to myself, and he loved that. Like <laughs> just being in the midst of chaos and just kind of like laughing about it. Like I just think uh, it's yeah. just such an unexpected moment. It was funny now looking back on it. But yeah, I think we were all pretty confused. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because I forgot who was on stage, but I just remember how, and there were
1: Warren, Warren Beatty, right? Was he the?
0: Yeah, person? the announcers, what happened was they got the wrong envelope, right? They, right,
1: they, and they blamed it on the accountants, right? They got they, fired and they hired they, someone new the next yeah, year.
0: <laughs> shout out, what, KPMG or something? I don't know.
1: I don't remember which one. Yeah, one of those big yeah,
0: Don't quote me on that. I don't remember which firm it was.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and the Academy
0: Award for Best Picture. <laughs>
1: La La Land.
0: To my family, Maman, Papa, Jeff, homage vous adore. Matt Pluff, you kicked this off. And Damien Chazelle, we're standing on your shoulders. We lost, by the way, but, you know. <laughs> guys,
1: guys, I'm sorry. No, this, there's a mistake.
0: Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture.
1: Moonlight won.
0: This is not a joke. I'm afraid they read the wrong thing.
1: Warren, what did you do? <laughs> I want to tell you what happened. I opened the envelope, and it said, Emma Stone, La La Land. I'm not sure, I'm still not sure this is real, but thank you to the Academy, and um, it is so humbling to be standing up here with hopefully still the La La crew. No, okay, they're gone, but it's very humbling to be up here.
0: The, uh... I saw I saw a fan theory that it was Leonardo DiCaprio getting revenge for not being not winning for so long because he had the envelope last or something I don't know like he he presented Emma Stone's Oscar and he got his hand on her envelope and somehow got it to them I don't know it was just a funny thing it wasn't real probably
1: he, right because it actually said Emma Stone mm. La La Land it didn't say yeah. Best Picture La, I don't
0: know yeah it, was, I, it said Emma Stone La La Land and it just said La La Land
1: when did Leonardo DiCaprio win his? Was that 2016 for
0: The Revenant? So yeah, that was that year. The okay. year before,
1: 2015. Or- yeah,
0: 2016 Oscars for 2015 yeah. films, right? Okay, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, I
1: mean, I, I, mean, I just remember looking around though. At, first of all, y'all were all excited about Suicide Squad winning a Oscar. It was, it was
0: more for the meme.
1: I, I know, and then um, I remember, yeah, just like looking around at everyone and just being like, what is happening? Like.
0: Well, like, I, I hadn't even seen Moonlight at that point, so I'm like, I guess I gotta watch Moonlight. And I, I did, I, I, you know, to be fair, Moonlight is an important film. What do you like if you don't
1: like La La Land? <laughs> I don't know, I guess Moonlight! Oh, Moonlight, so good, Yes, yeah. Moonlight's so important, so good, yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you guys see it? Oh, you know, uh, no, but I want to. Yeah.
0: But in terms of you know, I, I, never, I never went back and watched Moonlight again. And I've seen La La Land six times. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, La La Land is, the, is actually my favorite movie of 2016. At the time, it was my number two to arrival. But over the years, I've, I've swapped the two.
1: I feel like that, happened, that, that happens a lot though, right? Like your favorite mm-hmm. movie of the year doesn't actually end up winning yeah. Best Picture. It actually
0: hasn't happened for me since 2003.
1: Yeah, well, there you go. It was Lord yeah. of the
0: Rings, <laughs> which also <laughs> slept
1: I think um, a lot of critics and like I think my stepdad was one who said this was that like one thing he doesn't like you know it's just like Hollywood commending Hollywood like it's just a movie about Hollywood they just some people could think it's pretentious um to be
0: fair like the Oscars are are definitely always at least a little bit like political with their choice sometimes it is the film that has the most momentum but sometimes Mm -hmm. they're trying to make a statement
1: yeah. And I mean I, I will give it. Law La Land is not the most like diverse. You know, movie right. there is. So, um, it's
0: not as it's not as heavy on the social commentary,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. which is
0: what they seem to like nowadays, which is fair. Um, well, they have liked. to
1: make up for so many years of not being yeah. politically conscious. So, yeah.
0: yeah. No, I but, I mean, to be fair, like I'm saying since 2003, my favorite movie of the year hasn't won best picture, but many movies I've loved have won best picture. I loved Argo. I loved Spotlight. I loved Shape of Water. So like, I've loved movies that have won Best Picture. They're just not my top pick. It almost know, happened yeah. this year. I thought 1917 had it, but Parasite was also had a lot of momentum.
1: Yeah. I won our prediction last year, though, so I did pretty well.
0: Yeah, I think yeah last year was good for me, too. It was better than most years. I'm getting better at this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a crazy time for the
1: Oscars.
0: Yeah. I don't know how it's going to be this year.
1: I do Maybe like the Emmys, I guess. But they didn't really have a lot of movies come out, so.
0: I mean, there's enough, I think. There's a lot of streaming releases.
1: I guess I just haven't wanted to spend $20, 30 for streaming releases, so but I feel like I there have, hasn't been anything.
0: <laughs> I haven't either. I spent $20 for one movie, and I split it with two other people.
1: Have you watched Mulan?
0: No. It's going <laughs> to be $30. It's like, why? why not just wait? Did you watch it? No that's spending $30 to rent a movie so I know that's also very political as well so yeah that's a whole that's a whole other topic
1: yeah
0: yeah but there's a there's a few films this this year will definitely impact the movie theater business for sure in the future Mm -hmm. yeah Moonlight is a great film too but La La Land has my vote and one thing that Zach was telling me who's on this show sometimes um he was saying that some of the oscar voters were putting la la land as their last pick because there was some kind of criticism about how la la land is like obviously what the oscars are going to pick and they wanted to like disprove that or something i don't know it's a whole thing i mean but yeah
1: like again i can see it kind of like this people rolling their eyes like oh the movie about hollywood winning
0: you know yeah i mean a musical scores. about hollywood is like very up their alley
1: yeah but I love it. I don't know. Yeah, I love it, it. Yeah, it was so good.
0: I love this movie. It's just it's just a very rewatchable movie. I can I'm gonna watch this movie for the rest of my life and never get bored of it.
1: Right, like I completely agree. It's rewatchable, but I think that's how a lot of musicals are, right? Like mm-hmm. you come back for like the show of it, the performance, the dancing, mm-hmm. the music. The mm-hmm. like it, I feel like with musicals they are generally more rewatchable because yeah. mm-hmm. you're it's looking like, at something more than just you know mm-hmm. dialogue.
0: Yeah, and I think with La La Land, what I like about it is, yes, the songs are really good, but it's not reliant on the music being good. It has a very good story and good performances, which help because there's a lot of musicals I like primarily because the songs are good. You know, like The Greatest Showman is a good example where the story is like, okay, but the music's good. So that's why I watch it. I
1: I guess we could say that my favorite story of The Greatest Showman (laughs) is watching it in theaters with you and a couple behind us I think they're like older
0: they were they're like someone was not informed this was a musical yeah I guess
1: he didn't know it was a musical or something (laughs) but every time they would start singing I would just audibly like behind us here he was
0: was not having a audible
1: sigh I I don't know I mean I'm so biased like I love this movie and the music so much I don't know if people do or did that for this movie I feel like
0: I mean it's, it's like in the beginning it's like it's just those two songs back to back and people who don't like musicals might be thinking is the whole movie going to be like this but
1: because there's really not too many songs yeah, like but then of it, it,
0: like then it stops right for a while then there's yeah. not as many there's not as much music
1: and it's kind of like City of Stars like it's a little bit more realistic right they there sitting at a piano singing and do mm-hmm. like that it, it feels very real I love what is it the some someone in the crowd the second yeah, one that's when you realize like, oh, this is like an artsy kind of you know indie vibe movie because she has like the you have the spotlights, you have that scene where she's mm-hmm. coming out of the bathroom, and like everyone is in slow motion except for mm-hmm. her and like the crescendo of the you know mm-hmm. music building up yeah. like I think, yeah, it's a musical, but again, it's kind of like, oh, like this is it's not what you're expecting, I guess it's it's very different,
0: yeah, I went into this movie not knowing much about the plot and I think that helped a lot and I think a big part of it I remember the the trailer doesn't give away a lot which is very commendable it's pretty vague about what the movie's about yeah
1: that's what I like I said like I don't really remember
0: the trailer which yeah I, think, I mean I saw it before some movie that's probably also like an awards caliber movie because yeah, I remember telling my friends like this movie La, La Land's coming out and I want to see it and they're like what's that I haven't heard of it <laughs> but yeah it was it was a good I think La, La Land is one of the few movies, even if you're not a musical fan, it's it's a good it's a good movie for everyone. There's a bit of something for everyone. <laughs> you know, I felt it from the first embrace I shared with. You.
1: like the um the jazz aspect of it also mm-hmm. um if you're a music fan I feel like you could also find that appreciation or connection with Sebastian in that point of his you know being a jazz musician and a lot of references also to you know Miles Davis and Louis Armstrong things like that mm-hmm. um the whole part where he talks about you know jazz dying and having to save it like I, I feel like that could also be uh, you know, we talk about that with movie theaters and with film industry, just in general, I feel like um, that's another part of it that Mm -hmm. should be mentioned is the the jazz music.
0: (laughs) While I don't, like, I don't share Ryan Gosling's character's passion for jazz music, I do have the same level of passion for film and cinema, and I understand his frustration of having to explain to people why it matters, because a a lot of times, many people I know, and it's not everyone, there's many, like, film lovers like me but most of most of my friends will will say things like well i just watch movies for fun it's just it's just having a good time and that's totally fair but then it seems like the art of cinema is kind of fading away and i think that's kind of a good parallel to what ryan gosling is experiencing Mm -hmm. with jazz music also real quick just uh just just remember near the end when when you see that he 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 called the the club sebs you're just like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh so yeah and
1: she he used her logo that she drew too. call
0: back to an earlier scene when he's like yeah. no it's not going to be that and then he actually you know honors her in that way
1: right it shows them how like both of them mm-hmm. truly helped each other achieve their dream in
0: yeah
1: sebastian taking mia to her audition and actually like literally she wouldn't have known about it right because the director right. called him after they broke up but then also, Mia helping Sebastian because she gave him the logo and the name and told him to change the location, and you know, mm-hmm. he did all those things. For sure. I was gonna say also, it really does. I know the, the passion that you're talking about with your cinema. I feel like they do a good job of mentioning that as well, like movie lovers in general. Um, when she's on that date with the guy that she walks out on, I love that scene. Also, I think that's one of yeah. my favorite yeah. scenes. Just that that moment where she walks out to like going to see um, *Rebel mm-hmm. Without a Cause*. Um, and then the Griffiths Observatory, like that whole portion of the movie, like them falling in love, I love that part, but when she's on that first date, and they are making fun of movies, they're like, oh, it's just like so crowded, and gross, and mm. quality is kind of, like I feel like they're kind of making fun of that also, and then right. you do see that kind of sad moment where she does pass the Rialto Theater, which is real, I think. I w- I looked it up, did you know that's where Michael Jackson's Thriller was shot? No, I didn't know that, no i thought that was so That's funny cool. okay yeah and then she passes it and it closes i think there's like very subtle commentary on the dying film industry as well in the movie
0: yeah for sure it's, people have access to so many movies without leaving their house so the incentive to go to it especially with the pandemic the incentive for theater going to the theater is lower than ever which is totally fair but yeah hopefully hopefully it bounces back we'll have to see
1: yeah I mean, I miss going to the theaters for sure. I
0: haven't gone since before the pandemic. I haven't gone anywhere, so. I, I um, raved it once
1: for
0: Tenet, but <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And that, it just felt weird. I'm like, I got to wear a mask and I got to sit far away from people. It just feels, it feels so different.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, we'll see how it goes. Okay, so one thing I always like to ask people on the show, which is, it's kind of a tough question to ask because we're generally talking about one of their favorite films. But is there anything in the movie you would want to change to improve it, or do you think it's a perfect movie?
1: Um,
0: I know you mentioned some stuff about like John Legends character, but I was wondering if there was yeah, specific i don't
1: i mean I don't think it's perfect. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess the John Legends character, I wish that they had just had a more generic like actor, you know, not someone yeah. so recognizable. Um, I don't know, like I don't really think other than that, I would change too much.
0: Mm -hmm. that's fair I mean for me the movie is even when it's a little slower in pace it's always interesting to see where it goes next and I don't think it's it's never I never found it never find it boring Um, I think slow paced and boring are two different things that are sometimes easily people use interchangeably but the movie opens it opens with a bang with the two musical numbers and then you know it takes a time to slow down a bit but then it like wraps up so perfectly for me that i don't know i just i love this movie what do we do i don't think we can do anything because when you get this if i get this when you get this you got to give it everything you got everything it's actually um and this is is, every time i finish 500 more films i update my top films list so i remember i did my top 30 of all time and la la land did make it on there so it's a movie mm-hmm. that's grown on me very quickly. It's one of Yeah, the it's movies on definitely there. in my top 10, I'd
1: say. I don't have a list like you do, but if yeah, I were to... I have play, a top 30 would...
0: that's like in no particular order. It's just 30 films that I love.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's hard to put them in order um, because that would mean I have to pick one favorite movie, which is very hard.
1: Yeah,
0: um, 100%. But yeah, Lawland La, La Land is great. I think Damien Chazelle is one of the best talents we have working in, in terms of young talent. He's actually the youngest person to win an Oscar right now for directing. He I didn't know like that. Thirty-two and something days, and that's that's currently the youngest.
1: Yeah, and I you think know. they made history or broke records with their nominations. I think I don't. Zach will think, have to. I think the
0: <laughs> um the Golden Globe was a record. Let me I look it up. Globe. I think
1: their Oscars were too. I think they had
0: fourteen nominations and six wins but for the Golden Globes, it was seven nominations and seven wins, which was, yeah, great. That's, why, that's why I was so ready for the Oscars, I'm like,
1: it was the Shits Creek of 2016 <laughs> movies,
0: oh my gosh, Shits Creek's on Netflix, <laughs> like today, I think, I'm so excited to finish it,
1: I'll say, yeah, like, I think the beauty in this movie is in the small details, every time I watch it, there's something that I pick up mm-hmm. again, this time around, I noticed, of course, I was just doing a little bit of research for the podcast, but noticed a lot of you Know different facts and things. Um, I think it's really amazing. Brian Gosling did actually learn how to play at the jazz piano for mm-hmm. this movie. I think I learned one of it
0: amazing things about the movie.
1: I know he learned it in like six months or something, and, mm-hmm.
0: oh, and he like plays Bench. it really well. Like, it doesn't sound like he's a beginner. <laughs> I don't know. I know that's what I hate. <laughs> I'm
1: like, oh, he's so talented. Stop. Um, I wish I could learn how to play the piano in six months. But maybe if that's your job and you do it every single day, then maybe you...
0: I'm sure he put in it. countless hours. Or maybe he's just gifted. Who knows?
1: Uh, it's probably a combination of both. <laughs> um, and then every scene where Mia, where they're drinking, Mia isn't drinking alcohol. She's drinking a water or, like, a tea or something and, mm-hmm. or a soda. And they think that the reason for that could be because their aunt did die from alcoholism. So, you look mm. at that, that's something that I had that's never... That's very
0: subtle. There. I never noticed that.
1: Yeah, like I saw it on, you know, Google or something. Um I thought that was really interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, There's lots of little things in this movie.
1: Right. I think the colors could be... Like, I'm sure you could do a whole episode about, like, color interpretation because they're so mm-hmm. vibrant and unique to the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I
0: think all of the... One thing I really like about the movie is that all of the songs in the movie for the most part, like are trying to convey either a story element or just a general tone of where the movie's at at that moment in time. So I think, I think
1: cool at thing. its bottom line, it's it's really just a love letter to mm-hmm. dreamers and LA. and Jazz
0: music for sure.
1: Right. Jazz love. It's just, mm-hmm. those are really the big common yeah. themes of the movie for sure.
0: Yeah. But overall, very, very good movie. You know i don't I, it's one of those movies that I think it's not necessarily for everyone. Some people might not like this movie because it's not the type of movie they seek out, but I think if you love movies and you appreciate good cinema this is a this is a great choice, and you should mm-hmm. definitely watch it. yeah, hundred
1: percent it also makes me want to go to l a <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure its just yeah i still i I want to go to the Griffiths Observatory ever since I saw this movie.
1: I know me too. I have never been.
0: Yeah, I've been to LA, but I, I didn't go there when I was there. I was like a long time ago. I was a kid.
1: I know kind of like different, but have you watched Hollywood, the miniseries by Ryan Murphy?
0: No, not yet, but I've heard of it. I've heard it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, I want you to watch it and I want to talk about it with you. I want to see your opinion on it. Okay, I'll
0: let, I'll <laughs> I don't let you I do want to give want anything to watch away.
1: It. I also recently read a book um, it was called The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo and it was very like old Hollywood. I really loved it. So for sure. You, have you heard of Jacques Demi?
0: What is that? Is that a, that a person or?
1: Yeah it's a director from like the 60s I think. He was French. Jacques. And he was a French director, French new wave, lyricist, screenwriter. I googled him when I was doing research for the mm-hmm. podcast and he had two movies. I um, don't want to them in French and upset the whole French-speaking population, mm-hmm. but uh, the Umbrellas of Cherbourg and the Young Girls of Rocherfort, apparently they're like super famous movies, and mm-hmm. he based, Damon Chazelle based La La Land off of those two musicals, which were based off of Hollywood Golden Age musicals. I'd never heard of it, but I watched the trailer on YouTube, and I can see the similarities.
0: That's interesting. I I had not heard of that, him, so I will have to check. I know. That.
1: I want to watch it. We should watch it and then talk about yeah,
0: it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm up for it. Yeah, it's interesting to see. This movie's. De- I mean, it's definitely been influenced by other films, but it's also very much its own thing, which it's a mm-hmm. good balance.
1: Yeah, kind of that balance of like the mm-hmm. vintage Hollywood and modern day mm-hmm. love story.
0: Yeah. Okay, so we're reaching the end here. But before we wrap up today, I wanted to ask you, if you had to convince someone to watch this movie, you know, what would you tell them? What's your sales pitch to them? I'm sure you've already done this for somebody. I mean.
1: I mean, I feel like we've done a good job so far. Just, I would say it really is a perfect combination of that old nostalgia of those classic Hollywood films with the modern day love story. It's a musical, but has you know really great jazz. <laughs> music it's not your typical musical mm-hmm. and I would say the ending without spoiling if I were not to spoil it to someone um, it ends in a way that you wouldn't expect and it really leaves you thinking about long after you mm-hmm. watch the movie it's one that stays with you for a long time
0: for sure yeah I would say something probably pretty similar it's a, I, I would say it's a very creative and unique film and watching it makes you feel many emotions all on the run like two hours and it's just a great movie with you know a very memorable ending that's mm-hmm. very different and unexpected
1: right and again I think just anyone if you've been in love if you've had your heart broken if you have a dream everyone can relate to this movie if you've
0: ever had a dream and particularly like in the arts it'll definitely resonate with you
1: here's to
0: the ones who dream foolish as they may see. here's to the hearts that ache. here's to the mess we
1: make
0: all right with that we finna- we wrap up our conclusion on La La Land uh thanks to all of you for listening and thanks to Julia for joining us today
1: thanks Josh. thanks for having me on your show
0: And from all of us at Cinema Convos, we hope you tune in next time.